Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Uh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rap Podcast. I am your host, Coach Damon Wilson, and this is a podcast 100% dedicated to lacrosse goalies. On today's show, we do not have a lacrosse goalie. We have my brother-in-law. It is Coach Rob, a personal trainer out of Santa Rosa, California, the Bay Area. Uh, we have gone on many a family vacation together, and it seems like we always end up talking about the body and about training and about all that stuff. And you could see how passionate he is about that. And he's written articles for Lax Goalie Rat. We've gone out to the field. I've sort of taught him the position of lacrosse goalie, and he has designed workouts and drills and training exercises around that, and I wanted to get him on the podcast to talk about training, to talk about exercises and the human body and how that relates to lacrosse goalies. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I know I did. I think you're going to learn it too, learn a thing or two. Here is Coach Rob Muniz from Happy Sweaty Life. Before we get into this conversation with Coach Rob, I want to take this time to introduce our sponsor, that is, of course, my own online Lax Goalie Rat Camp. With lacrosse seasons shut down, a lot of goalies are asking me, what can I do? How can I train? How can I continue to get better even though we don't have practices, even though the season is cut short? Jump into this camp, guys. It's got all of the training you need. And in fact, there's a whole course that I put together that's called the Backyard Sessions. And what we did is just me and a high school junior uh, out there, out, no goal, no shots, just a bunch of drills and exercises that you can do in your backyard. It's got mental stuff that you can go through. It's got uh, defensive lacrosse IQ stuff that you can just absorb. Tons and tons of content. It's going to take your game to the next level. Check it out. It's at laxgoalyrat.com goal. That's laxgoalyrat.com goal. Enjoy the show. Special guest on the Lax Goalie Rat podcast, it is actually my brother-in-law, personal trainer, Rob Muniz. Rob, welcome to the show. Thanks, brother. How's it going? Yeah, it's going very well. You know, we're all held up uh, during this quarantine time, so it's kind of interesting, but I'm glad we get the opportunity to chat because I would say out of everybody that I know, you know the most about the body. <laughs> and, I appreciate uh, really that. Yeah, I'm really interested in having this conversation uh, and with you. But for those that, you know, don't know you, which is probably many people listening to this, uh, maybe just give a little bit of background about, you know, yourself and, and your line of work. Uh, well, my, yeah, my name is Robert Muniz. Um, I actually have always been involved in athletics um, in some uh, way, shape or form, uh, mostly, you know, football, baseball growing up. Um, I actually got my start in fitness. Uh, well, first of all, I should say I, I grew up around, you know, pretty active family. Uh, my dad was, you know, more of an outdoors workout, you know, boxing style workout uh, kind of guy. 
Um, and then I had a couple of uncles that were competitive bodybuilders. So uh, my interest was first uh, in bodybuilding. So I'd say that's kind of where I got my, my foundation. Uh, that's kind of what got me um, into researching a little bit more about what uh, the human body could do and uh, what certain workouts had, you know, different effects on the body and whatnot. Um, so that's kind of where I got my foundation. And then um, just through, uh, actually, I landed a job in San Francisco as a physical therapy aide. I worked there for a couple of years. I realized I had, you know, more of a passion for the human body than I originally thought. Um, so that, that led me to want to take uh, my training style a little bit more past bodybuilding and into a little bit more of like uh, the mechanics of the body. Um, so I like to focus more on basic movements and stuff like that, creating a good solid foundation. Um, I also love to help people work around or, or get through their injuries. Um, obviously, I'm not mm. a, a physical therapist yet, but uh, that passion did drive me to go back to school. So I'm in the process of doing that and getting everything in order to um, apply to physical therapy school and, and take that to the next level. So uh, basically, the more I learn, the more I want to know, which is kind of a blessing and a curse um, when it comes to the human body, just because, I mean, there's so much information out there. And I mean, when I hear about something new or, you know, something uh, that's possibly uh, more innovative, I mean, I want to know about it. And that could you know, the downside of that is it could take my focus off of uh, other areas that I might be currently uh, looking into. But um, I mean, I love it. I love all the research behind it. And um, I'm, I'm happy doing what I do right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Congrats. And I think you and I are similar in that way. Like I'm very passionate about lacrosse and lacrosse goalies. And like, I see something that a particular lacrosse goalie is doing and like kind of want to incorporate it into my style and, and into like how I train. And I think you're very much the same way in your training, right? Like you follow and study a lot of different guys out there and then kind of pick and choose what you like about their style and incorporate that into your own. Is that, is that kind of how you would say you'd go about it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's, I would say that's right on um, a lot of, uh, I mean, well, right off the bat, I mean, you're, you're correct. There's a lot of professionals uh, and amateurs, actually, that I follow uh, through Instagram, through Facebook, uh, just to get a sense of a, a couple of different styles, some different perspective. Uh, everybody is different. Uh, that's probably my favorite part about uh, the fitness and, and just the, any industry that has to do with the human body really is, is just everybody is different. So there's always something different to learn and, and different scenarios to figure out. Um, but going back to following other professionals, uh, I've been approached uh, many times by younger trainers, uh, you know, that are very passionate. They're, they're wanting to take their education or their profession to the next level. And they ask many times, you know, how do I get, um, how do I absorb more knowledge? How do I get more knowledge? You know, is there a certain seminar? Do I, is there a certain video that I watch? Is there, you know, they, you know, they're hungry for, for ways to get a little extra edge. I think we all are, um, which is a mm -hmm. good thing. Um, and my answer a hundred percent of the time is just talk to other trainers, you know, professionals, amateurs. And I feel like I, I can confidently say that I'm a knowledgeable trainer and I am very confident in my approach. Uh, but that's only because I've, I've been willing to listen and study, um, other people's approaches. And I think that's helped me kind of, uh, find my way to, to sift through 
what it is that I love and kind of put it together in in a way that I believe is is uh, efficient enough to help somebody, you know, get to that next level or, or you know, live a better quality life. Sure. Yeah, that's the awesome, awesome point. I mean, whether it's lacrosse goalie or training or really anything, it's kind of like experimenting, you know, getting the at-bats, if you will, and just experimenting in different areas and seeing like what works for you and what doesn't. I love it. If, um, so let's say like we're training an athlete and you've, you know, you've worked with me. I've, we've, we've done some training specific for drills for lacrosse goalies. I know you've trained some baseball players, uh, but just like athletes in general, like let's say an athlete comes to you or maybe their parents come to you. It's a 12 year old kid uh, and they want to train, like they want to get better at sports. Like what is your general approach to, to working with that kid? Uh, well, if I'm approaching a situation where I'm training a 12 year old athlete, um, I, well, first of all, I'd, I'd get a better feel for his or her everyday you know, activities, uh, get a better feel for his or her environment just through conversation uh, with the parents and then through conversation with, with them personally, you know, um, just to kind of get an idea of, of a starting point, you know, have they, mm. are they used to running around, jumping around, climbing, you know, are they active, are they active kids or are they going, are they coming from like a sedentary lifestyle and now, you know, they feel like they want to be active or their parents want them to be, you know, so whatever the case may be, I, I think it's important to get that um, initial uh, starting point and then kind of grow from there. Um, yeah. But a, a kid, you know, that that's, you know, pretty solid, generally healthy kid that, you know, wants to either get better at his or her sport, or maybe they don't know what sport they want to play. They want to try a few different things, which I always encourage. Um, I just think it's important to work on the basics, you know what I mean? Um, running mechanics, uh, jumping, um, a lot of body weight movements. Uh, I'm really big into crawling right now. Um, it's a lot harder than a lot of people think, you know, you think you get on the ground, walk on all fours, you know, not a big deal, but you know, you do it for one minute, two minutes, you know, up to, you know, four or five minutes, it could start burning. Um, so just, you know, a lot of basic body weight movements. Um, I think it's important, uh, especially at that stage as, as a kid's doing a lot of development to be more aware of, of what their body can and can't do, you know, their limitations and their capabilities. Um, I don't think they necessarily should be pushing around a bunch of weight, lifting a bunch of weight, uh, maybe a couple of resistance bands here and there uh, to make things interesting uh, to kind of you know, shake things up here and there, but, um, I don't, I don't think the workout should be too complicated at all. Um, I think the basics are very, very important aspect at that stage. Nice. I'm going to try it after the, after we get done on this podcast, I'm going to try crawling around on all fours. <laughs> yeah. Let me know how that goes. I, I think I should challenge you yeah. to post something on Instagram. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll, we'll post it. We'll post it. We'll, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get a little, Perfect. little, little video out there. What do I do? I just crawl like on my hands and my feet, uh, like around the house. Yeah. You basically, you just get on all fours and, uh, I mean, you can use your hallway basically just, you know, all you need is about 10 feet or so. And yeah, it's basically just on all fours. I've, I posted a couple videos uh, of me in the position on, on my Instagram page. Um, but I'll, I'll post some more stuff, but yeah, you're basically just hands and feet, just walking, you know, nice, slow, steady pace. 
um, not too yeah. fast. You walk, you know, say 10 feet, 20 feet, and then you walk backwards doing the same thing. And um, yeah, basically do that back forth, back forth a few times and uh, just start feeling the burn and try to get a little bit longer each time you go. Yeah, I can feel the burn in my shoulders already. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, cool. What about, I mean, right now we're, right now we're on this quarantine and most people are kind of locked down with this virus thing. Um, is there like, you, you mentioned these army crawls, is there some other like specific exercises that you're doing around the house that you're kind of recommending people do around the house? Uh, you know, I've always been a big fan of leg stuff. Um, I mean, obviously core is very important core. Everyone wants the core exercises and, you know, for good reason, uh, they, they, are the center point of everything. You know what I mean? You need a strong core to be able to take um, any results to the next level. So uh, course, a lot of plank stuff, plank variations and stuff like that, as far as uh, the core goes, and I can get more into that in a little bit, but going back to uh, leg stuff, I I'm always a big fan of, of building a solid foundation. So uh, for the human body, that's, that's the legs. That's what carries me around everywhere. Um, so any kind of squat variations, um, I'm a big fan of rubber bands. So I have a couple of the, the jumbo resistance bands that I, you know, I'll post a couple of things on my page, but I'll, you know, attach them to certain things or I'll hold them certain ways. I'll hold a certain position and I'll do squat motions or lunging motions and, and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, I'm a real big fan of the leg stuff. That's solid. Yeah, that's solid. Uh, you mentioned a little bit, uh, a little while ago about like you're a big fan of multiple sports uh kids playing multiple sports i am too but i'd love to get your opinion on why that is um well just going back to that uh developmental stage for for kids especially right at 12 right there i just think they're they're still entering a part of their life where they're they're finding out a lot about themselves uh mentally and physically I think mm -hmm. nowadays, uh, this is just my opinion anyway, I, I think nowadays a lot of parents are pushing their kids to choose early um, on a certain sport, which I understand the reason why, you know, they just want them to be able to get more hours of practice in behind um, the skill set to be able to be more um, successful in the long run. But what I see a lot of times is, is a lot of burnout, you know, kids start hating the sport they start resenting their parents and this isn't obviously this isn't 100 um, percent of the cases out there but this is just things that i've seen through i've done a little bit of youth coaching and stuff like that mm -hmm. and you know as i've said i've i've trained younger athletes too but uh, i just think making a, a kid choose who they are you know as, as far as being an athlete or not that early is it could be detrimental basically um I just think they should be, they should have the freedom to, to be able to choose, you know, they could be, they could have a couple sports in mind because that's what, you know, dad or uncle or mom played, you know, but mm -hmm. uh, it turns out because they tried a couple different sports, they're, you know, they're good at lacrosse. Nobody in their family's ever played lacrosse, but turns out they're a stud lacrosse goalie. So that's their calling. Um, I just think that is the result of being able to try different things, you know, and um, especially with the development or the the bigger following of lacrosse out here on the West Coast. Uh, I think it's even more reason to let kids choose. Yeah, I love it. 
Yeah, I love that burnout point, especially as a lacrosse goalie, like your body takes a beating, you know, like you get pounded with those rubber, those rubber balls. And if you don't take like a break, uh, I mean, you're going to get burnout probably quicker than other sports, um, I would say. And the other thing, too, I think we've talked about this on a, on a family trip. But the other thing, too, is like there's some crossover too, like, you know, like these super sweet, soft, buttery hands that I have when I play goalie. Uh, I got that from baseball, you know, like, like fielding grounders on the infield, like, you know, you got to have soft hands, or you're going to boot that ball. Um, sure. And so there's a lot of crossover that you might learn in one sport that you could then like applies to the other sport. Right, right. No, and um, there you go. That's a great point. Also, uh, that's, yeah. that's my background as far as sports goes. Uh, that's it's baseball. That's my first love. Um, and actually taking ground balls is probably my favorite form of cardio just having somebody stand there at home plate with a bucket and pound ball after ball at me or away from me and let me run them down nice um but i 100 percent agree the the crossover is a real thing um i had never played lacrosse in my life i knew a couple of, of the basics not a lot about it uh but like like you said we worked together um a little bit on a few sessions and you've introduced me the basics behind uh across goalies and actually taking the information that you gave me and then going back and watching video and applying what I already know about the human body and training athletes in the past. Um, I was able to, to identify pretty quickly the, the similarities just with baseball, just with those two sports. I mean, I'm sure if we dissect other sports, we can find uh, some other good, good similarities, but uh, baseball jumped out right away. There's a lot of infield drills that I think would be uh, very beneficial to, to young and advanced goalies, uh, lacrosse goalies uh, specifically. Um, and I'd be happy to put some stuff together for that. Yeah. Awesome. We will definitely, the community will take you up on that. Um, one of the things that, yeah, when we went out to the field and kind of worked together, you were really big on was like, both hip flexibility and hip strength, especially as it comes to, you know, for, for lacrosse goalies who are, you know, our, our movement is kind of one of explosion um, towards that shot. Right. Um, right. And, and so we, we did some exercises around that. Talk a little bit about like the importance of having flexible and strong hips um, for those type of movements. Well, I talked about the core being the center point of everything earlier and the hips are like, right there along with it um tight hips are are a very common thing uh, it's, it's crazy because on each side of the spectrum tight hips can be for someone that lives a very sedentary lifestyle you know they they sit at a desk for 12 hours a day they sit on the couch 12 hours a day they do a lot of sitting you know um and on the other side of it someone that is super active they like to do a lot of leg workouts they like to just work out a lot in general and they have tight muscles um, they also have very tight hips and um, both of those people have their aches and pains and they're both on opposite sides of the spectrum um, which is crazy to me but um, it, it's important sorry I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent there but no, this is good this is good uh, stuff Keep bringing going, it back yeah. in uh, here um, I think it's important to find that balance and um, again for everybody that that could mean something different it could be you know, loosening one hip to, to create the balance between the two, or it could be loosening both hips to be able to create the mobility and the flexibility needed 
uh, for the proper recovery, proper performance, and and on down the line. Um, but the, I mean, one of the most important things is it, uh, behind you know the hip flexibility and just basically having healthy, conditioned hips um, are basically to make sure all the muscles around them are firing correctly. So, I mean, if you have tight hips, it could throw your posture off. You could be putting more pressure on your spine that way. You can be putting extra compression on your spine. Um, there's just, basically, if, if there's imbalances in your hips, I'm willing to bet there's, and there's an imbalance somewhere along the line um, in your body, and that's going to create um, an injury along the line. Um, and if not an injury, then yeah, your performance is going to lack uh, big time. You know, you're not going to mm. perform to your potential. Yeah. Is there a test that people can do at home to determine if their hips are tight or like, is there some, like some movement or position they should try to get in? If they can't get in that, that means they have tight hips or how, how would you go about knowing if you, if you're in that situation? Uh, that's a good question. I'll, I'll try to post some more stuff regarding um, assessments for that and stuff people can look for. Um, but one uh, that jumps right off the top for me is just the good old fashioned squat squat test you know mm -hmm. uh, i think it's a good solid basic movement uh, i think it's still one of the best movements you can do and i think uh just a body weight squat can can tell you a lot about somebody just you know in the in the in the manner in which they perform it uh, mm -hmm. so you know usually with tight hips you'll see an excessive lean forward um, when somebody squats down and there's other things you can do you can have them put their hands over their head um, to test, you know, flexibility that way. You can test the spine, the, the flexion of the spine or the extension of the spine that way. Um, there are just other ways you can tweak the squat test, and that's just one assessment. Um, there's other, there are, there's various stretches, I, I should say, that uh, could also tell me whether or not somebody uh, might have tight hips. Cool. We'll look, I'll look for those as well on, on your Instagram. We're giving you a lot of Instagram work here, uh, Rob. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> a lot, a lot of tasks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems um, that we all have a little bit more flexibility in our time these days. So yeah, that's true. Definitely keep me the busy. Other, sure. Okay, good, good. Well, don't worry that we'll, we'll probably get some more. We'll probably get some more by the time this conversation is done. Awesome. Um, yeah. One of the other things that I know you're big on and I kind of see it, on your Instagram as well is like foam rolling, right? Can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, I, I'm i a big fan of foam rolling. Um, I was introduced to it a long time ago, actually long before I started really studying the human body. Uh, I had a couple injuries myself in the past and I, I'm just big on no, like wanting to know the reason behind everything. So, you know, the therapist had me foam roll and I'm asking questions about why. So um, as far as uh, movement and and things like that go uh, foam rolling was actually one of the first things I learned about and uh, foam rolling I I love it because it helps just kind of break up the little knots if you will and uh, those knots being like, like buildup of, of bio waste that's you know lactic acid and little buildup that you get um, from working out creates soreness and and tight muscles and stuff like that so foam rolling is a way to kind of break that stuff up um, I think that if you do foam rolling well, I feel that if you do foam rolling before stretching and stuff and stuff like that, your stretches will go a lot further. So 
it's kind of a way to give yourself a little bit of a massage. And I think you can do it daily and be totally fine with it. Um, some people tend to overdo it uh, as far as, you know, going too firm, too hard in certain areas. Um, you don't have to press too hard. I say just, you know, you can foam roll daily. Uh, but with that being said, I'm also a big fan of uh, going and getting professional massage. So I try to do that mm. um, at least once every four weeks. I go to professional and and get everything all worked out, get a little bit of deep tissue work. Uh, in some spots, I might not be able to reach with a roller. Um, but um, I feel like that's one way the foam roller will actually go a lot further is in between those sessions. You can just stay on top of it. Yeah. What What's the benefit of the massage? Uh, it, it goes it, same benefits of the foam roller, but it goes a little bit further. You know what I mean? They get everything. The, a good therapist will get everything circulating a lot mm-hmm. more. Uh, there's, I mean, I've had uh, surgery before in my throwing shoulder. So there's certain times where it might be a little bit tight. So I'll have, I'll have them focus on that area and, you know, kind of move everything around a little bit, a little more pressure, you know, um, so yeah, I'm a real big believer in, in massage therapy. I just think it, it helps keep everything moving right along. Um, yeah, especially yeah, for love athletes. It. Love it. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about injuries. Um, I know that, you know, you've gone through an injury yourself and, you know, when, when you go through an injury personally for you, or maybe just talking about like when an athlete goes through an injury, like what is your approach to getting back? Uh, to 100%? Um, yeah, I, I've definitely had a, my fair share of injuries. A uh, more recent one was the, the shoulder surgery I, I just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, so my approach in getting back to 100% is, I think, first and foremost, is, is getting that, that mindset um, on a level, uh, in balance, if you will, um, I, I think it's really tough, you know, an athlete goes from basically wanting to get up and do whatever he or her wants to do, you know, run around, jump around, go out and practice, go out and work out extra for their sport. They go from that to being, you know, laid out, their foot is up, their shoulders and their arm is in a sling or whatever the injury may be. Um, you know, that could put a lot of people into depression. And I think that's a really common thing. Um, I like hearing athletes talk about that kind of stuff because I think uh, there's so many other athletes that uh, don't talk about it. They kind of hold it in and it kind of catches up to them in a sense. And I think that could be detrimental. So um, I think it's very important to establish uh, a good mindset first, um, whether that's, you know, keeping yourself busy through reading or talking with others, um, whatever that may be. I, yeah, I just think that's, that's the most important part is, is establishing a good mindset and, and I mean, just putting yourself in a good environment. Totally. Also, I got a few, a few thoughts on that. I I totally agree with you. Um, I mean, we talk so much on this podcast about how, you know, lacrosse goalie, the, the mental aspect to it. And that's exactly what you're saying. Like the most important part of overcoming this injury is to not be defeated mentally. Uh, Cause for a lot of athletes, I mean, maybe not like for the super young guys, but for a lot of athletes, like your sport is your identity, you know, like your Instagram handle is James lacrosse goalie. Like that's who you are. Sure. And if you, if that, if that gets taken away from you, like it's really hard. You feel like, you know, if you're no longer out there on the field because you, you have an injury, like your identity is taken away from you. And I think 
you brought up a great point of like, don't hold that in, get that out. Like talk to people. I mean, that's part of, that's part of the, of the process here, but it's definitely like, you got to get your mindset right before you uh, go about on this healing process. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'll be a hundred percent honest after getting my shoulder surgery. I mean, it's a common surgery. My shirt, my surgeon told me I'd be able to throw a baseball again um, when physical therapy was over and it wasn't a big deal, but I was, I mean, I came out of that surgery with the mindset that I was never going to be able to throw a ball again. Um, that's all I wanted to do. I didn't care if I couldn't, you know, lift a bunch of weight. I just, I was more interested in being able to throw. Uh, it's just something I've always been able to do kind of part of my identity, like you were talking about. Um, it's right. just always, you know, been a part of my life, but, um, luckily I had the, the people around me that, you know, really encouraged me to open up about everything. So, uh, being able to talk about it and get it out there, um, really helped me kind of sort things through and, and see the light. If you will, I had a really good physical therapist and, um, just like I said, just putting, putting the right people around you and creating the right environment for yourself. Um, but I think the, the biggest, one of the biggest things behind getting there mentally is you have to want it for yourself. You know what I mean? Um, you can yeah. have the best professionals, the best therapists, the best trainers around you. But if you yourself uh, don't really want it, you don't really believe you can get there, it's going to be a lot more challenging. So. Totally. Well, isn't that so true about like sports in general? Absolutely. Um, you know, you, I mean, you can have the best trainer, you could have the best goalie coach, you could have the best lacrosse coach out there. But listen, if you don't really want it, like if you don't have your why uh, defined and you don't know why we're out here, like, you know, <laughs> as soon as it gets tough, like you're not going to, you're not going to want to be there. No, but that's yeah, it. That's a good point. And, and it only gets harder as you go on. You know, you can, a lot of people I've seen it in, in various sports, they get away with, you know, the, just because they were born with good genetics, they're naturally a good athlete. They don't like the sport, but for whatever reason, they're good at it. Um, as they get older, they kind of realize like, you know, I, I don't really want this. And they kind of, you know, stop playing and, and move on to something different. But um, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you have to really want something if you want to see it all the way through. Yeah, I love it. Great stuff. So then after like developing that mindset, in, in terms of coming back from an injury, it's probably just about putting in the work, right? Like doing all the rehab, going through the pain, or is there anything else you'd add there? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically it, uh, is, is getting your mind right and putting in the time, you know, you hear so many people say, love the process, you know, put in the work, put in the time, but until you really have to do it, you know, you sit down and you're like, okay, I, I'm a lacrosse goalie. Here's when the season starts. Here's when training camp starts. Here's when, you know what I mean? Workouts start and you create a timetable for yourself. You sit down with your therapist and your doctor and you figure out something realistic and basically you don't look back, you know, uh, one of my, I think one of the most important pieces of advice I can give anybody going through a rehab or physical therapy program is do your homework. Like, not for most people, for most athletes that are going to see a trainer or physical therapist, they don't have the luxury of seeing them, you know, seven days a week for two, three hours a day for ice, heat, uh, mobility, work, all that stuff. They don't have, they just don't have the, a lot of people don't have the time for that, you know. Um, so a lot of therapists and doctors will give homework and things you can do on the outside, work on 
you know, exercises A, B, and C, you know, go get massage therapy here, tell them to focus on X, Y, Z. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like the biggest reason behind somebody not uh, attaining their their desired results um, following a physical therapy program is just not doing the homework. You know, no matter how many yeah. times they say they've done it, uh, you put them through a couple of tests, a couple of assessments, and you realize, well, you couldn't have been doing it this whole time. Otherwise you'd be able to, to do these, you know what I mean? So um, just do the homework um, and try to stay as positive as possible. Um, another piece, um, another thing I would say uh, to keep in mind is for a lot of injuries, uh, they tend to feel a lot worse before they get better. So I know that can be very discouraging for someone. Uh, they start making a little bit of progress, start feeling good. Then all of a sudden, you know, the injury starts hurting twice as bad. Um, you know, run everything by your therapist, but I'd say, you know, keep on going, you know, make sure the therapist is there with you, but, um, more times than not, uh, that's just your body taking to, you know, the work you're putting into it and just keep, keep trying to stay positive, you know? Yeah. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Um, what, uh, do you see any common mistakes? So, obviously when people are not working with an athletic trainer, um, kind of doing, trying to do like programs on their own, train on their own. Uh, do you see any common mistakes that people make? Like with injuries or just in general? Just in general, I guess not, not so much with injuries, but it could be with injuries. I was just thinking like with their training in general. Um, but if you have some mistakes related to injuries, um, um I feel like about those too. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the mistakes that I see are basically they just tie into a person having or not having self-awareness. Um, usually, I, I would say the starting point is the hardest part to kind of figure out for somebody that might not know um, what they're doing or somebody that's a little bit more new to working out. Uh, you know, with all the information out there on Instagram, on YouTube and, and things like that, access to workouts are pretty easy these days. Uh, What I've seen a lot of times is somebody will see a really good workout on YouTube. They'll, you know, save it to their phone and they either write down the list or they play the phone while they're at their gym or wherever they're working out. And the workout or the movements are too advanced. So they either hurt themselves during the routine or they wake up the next day feeling so sore and so Uh, burnt out already that they it's really hard for them to get in um, a second workout or that third or you know what I mean on to let alone week straight so I think finding the hardest or finding that starting point is what kind of brings out the mistakes I guess if you will for everyone and a lot of it's trial and error you know what I mean there's there's still things that I try out that aren't successful um but I think I think that's the benefit of working with a trainer, with a, a fitness professional, is um, kind of having a different perspective on on the way you move and uh, what you should be working on, um, and kind of tying that to to whatever your goals are in the long run. Yeah, I'm curious what what have you tried out that wasn't successful? Um, like uh, exercise wise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's, uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think of something a little bit more recent that I tried out that 
it wasn't very successful. Um, see, you got me there on that one. That's all right. We'll we'll come back. We'll, to that we'll one. come I, back I, to that one. I, I want to think of a. I want to think of something I can give you. A little bit more time. Yeah. No, I I know because I because I know with lacrosse goalies like, <clears throat> there's different styles to play, right? Mm-hmm. And I always I always encourage people to try like different styles, whether that's like it's kind of like in baseball, like different batting stances. You know, like people can have success with different batting stances, the same that lacrosse goalies can have success with different lacrosse goalie stances so right. you set up a little bit little bit more wide and so i've i've tried them out and i just like wasn't successful like i don't feel as quick when i'm in this this stance and it works for some goalies because they're bigger like they take up more of the cage naturally mm-hmm. um, so that was just one thing that like for me came to mind but um if you think of something you can let us know <laughs> yeah, yeah um well one thing actually that uh just jumped out to me early on uh we were speaking of injuries is something that actually created a um, little bit of a hamstring injury for me uh for a while i got really into um, long distance running and doing long intervals on spin bike uh, which is more endurance style training and i just like the endorphins that it it brought out you know um i just felt really good while i was training i got a good sweat in i was able to kind of zone out a little bit and just really hit the gas. Uh, the only problem was that doesn't translate into baseball, which I was playing at the time, which is more of a sprint, more quick twitch type muscles. Um, so I started feeling a lot more pulling on the hamstrings. Um, actually, that happened a couple times in the same season. So I had to really you know, scale back the endurance training and uh, focus a little bit more on the quick twitch and the reactive type stuff. Um, but yeah, that kind That's of a great back. example. That's a great example. You're holding it. You're sandbagging us. You're sandbagging <laughs> the listeners. <laughs> That's an awesome example. And I'm glad you actually brought up long distance running because I probably imagine that. I mean, I don't run <clears throat> mostly because I hate it. But I also I've also heard that like running is not like a good exercise for those explosive muscles that lacrosse goalies need. So would you would you say that like goalies should probably avoid long distance running? Um, well, actually I, I love running. Um, so I, I kind of would hate to, to deter anybody away from it to say like, no, don't do it. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say it, it doesn't translate very well into lacrosse uh, goalie, especially, um, for lacrosse, you definitely need to have good endurance, you know, so a nice little tempo run every once in a while where you're just kind of focusing on stride, kind of focusing on, you know, getting a good sweat going. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe for a mile or two would be okay once in a while, but um, I definitely wouldn't encourage you know any kind of half marathon or marathon training while you're you're trying to get ready for the season. Um, with that, uh, being that, said, that makes me. Well, with that being said, a lot of the injuries that I've seen in lacrosse um, are kind of the same with baseball, um, and it has to do with you know reacting, you know whether it's a uh, you know the neck. Uh, shoulder collarbone area or um, even more more commonly what I've seen is around the groin area you know you go to take a lateral step um, in a quick quick reactive manner and Mm -hmm. something pulls on you and you you know you wake up and your your inner thighs you know black and blue so um, 
hate to see stuff like that. It's even worse when you're going through it yourself. So, uh, yeah, again, I'm going on a little bit, but going back to long distance training, yeah, probably, uh, long distance running probably doesn't translate very well into lacrosse. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, to your point, like you goalies definitely have to be in shape. Like a lot of uh, field players are like, it's a, they run up and down the field. Like you absolutely have to be in shape, but a lot of goalies think that like, because I'm standing in the goal a lot of the time, like I don't need to be as physically fit, but you do, you got to be. Oh, definitely. Because I mean, there's times when you need to sprint, but um, as soon as you get tired, like, your mental game goes right out the window. And I know, cause it happened to me like many a time. Uh, and so you gotta be like super physically fit. Oh yeah. No, I've, I've definitely been there for myself. I mean, not in lacrosse, but just in sport in general, you know, and I like to say fatigue brings out all the bad habits, you know, during training mm. stuff like that during um, playing and all that stuff. So a lot of the times I like to base my training on that, you know, get an athlete like a little bit gassed in the beginning and then put them through a little bit, you know, put them through something like a crawl backwards or something that requires a little bit more coordination, um, requires a little bit of will because it's tough, you know, and you're already tired. Um, But can you focus um, and get that mental game strong enough to be able to keep your form and, and complete the task? Um, so going back to to that, yeah, I mean, to be a lacrosse goal, you got to be in, in great shape. You're not sprinting up and down the field, but you have to be able to react to anything. You got to be able to, you know, lead your players. Um, basically, you got to be able to know what's going on at all times um, and be light on your feet at the same time. So, yeah, once you're tired and you become flat footed, uh, that's that's a very hard position to play uh, with a ball flying at you that fast. <laughs> right, right. Right. Totally. Um, yeah, I was talking with a goalie on the show and I asked him like, you know, how do you, like, how do you go about training or how do you go about being mentally tough? And he's like, the way I go about being mentally tough is I train to be mentally tough. That's kind of what you're saying right now, which is like, push yourself in the training. Like, you know, it starts burning, you know, you, you want to quit, but you push yourself because you're mentally tough to get through those bear crawls or whatever exercise that you're doing. And then like that translates when you get into your sport of choice that like, you know, when it gets hard or, you know, you've got that level of mental toughness already built up. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that's, I'm a big believer too that, you know, practices should be harder than games. You know, so many, in so many situations now, coaches and players are, they're afraid of getting injured in practice and I get it, you know, you don't want injured players, but, um, I also think it could create more injury if you're not pushing yourself to the max in practice. So I think practices should be a little harder. They should be a little bit more competitive. Um, even if you're working out by yourself, you should be more competitive with yourself to, to, you know, get that, that last rep out, um, because it's only going to make, it's only going to sl- help slow things down uh, when it comes game time. You know, you're going to have those tough times during the game where you gotta, you, you know, you gotta dig deep, um, for a little bit extra, but, I mean, if your training is there, if your training's been on point, um, you're going to know how to find that. And you're no, you're going to know how to, you know, keep a level head. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, I got one more question about a specific exercise. Are you, uh, what's your thoughts on jumping rope? Jumping rope. I think it's great. Um, like I said before, I'm, I'm real big into uh, basic movements. I think jumping rope is a great one. 
Um, and again, I mean, with that one, there's also a bunch of different variations um, you can do, and it's and they're pretty easy to to look up anywhere uh, nowadays. But uh, I think jump rope's great for any sport. Uh, it creates good coordination, quick feet, and um, helps keep the ankles healthy. I love it. Yeah, good. I um, I mean, I wrestled in high school, and I mean, I jumped so much rope, and then kept it going with lacrosse goalies. And yeah, I think it builds up those like fast twitch muscles and the calves. And like you said, the ankle strength. And then, yeah, just like being in coordination with your hands as your feet are moving. Like that's what making a save is all about. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of jumping rope. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that's good for any athlete. Awesome. Cool. Well, I want to talk a little bit about how people can contact you, uh, but is there anything else you feel like we missed? This has been a great, really great conversation uh, about a bunch of different topics. Anything else you want to any other advice you want to give? Anything you feel like we missed? Uh, no, I, I just, I just think uh, I'm all about you know gaining information, you know, but I'm also about the other side of it is is putting stuff out there. So, um, I feel like I gain a lot of my information by talking to other professionals, uh, yourself included. Um, but I also try to put out as much information um, as I can, you know, as I learn it. I just think kind of passing the torch that way, um, by passing the torch that way, we can we can really help each other, um, you know, across the board. So I would just encourage people to keep putting stuff out there and uh, let's keep teaching each other. I love it. Well, thank you for calling me a professional. I like how you slipped that in there. Um, <laughs> try it. Wasn't you know, sure if you caught that or not. Yeah, I like it. So where can people, uh, where should they, where should they find you? Um, well, right now I am on Instagram and that's at Rob underscore at uh, happy sweaty life. Um, it's also, you can also uh, contact me at happy sweaty life.com. Um, that's the brand I am currently with right now. And uh, yeah, so if you go to our website, we have some workout ideas. We have some great recipes and some nutrition tips. Um, and then just, you know, some motivational type stuff you could find on there too. Um, my business partners and I, we try to post a lot of content that doesn't necessarily try to override any type of training or, or nutrition or anything like that, but um, stuff that will enhance it. You know, we usually try to try to throw little things out there that can help kind of tweak your workout, kind of enhance things here and there and um, basically help you going in your own style, but, you know, just kind of move things along. Um, a little bit faster. I love it. That happy, sweaty life. Gotta love it. <laughs> so it's Rob underscore happy, sweaty life is the Instagram. And I'll link up to that uh, when, when this show comes out. And then you are in the Santa Rosa Bay area. So I guess if any, right now we're kind of on lockdown, but by the time people listen to this, maybe we won't be. So if anybody wants some training, uh, they can reach out to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like you said, we're a little bit limited on on how we meet and stuff right now. Um, but even now, I mean, I could still reply to emails and stuff like that. Um, I'm constantly trying to put together, uh, you know, small workout ideas and stuff. I'm trying to put together little circuits that people can do at home and and trying to post those as they as they come to me, basically, um, or as I get them done. So uh yeah i'd still encourage anyone to come to my page drop a comment drop a message and uh, i'll get back to you as soon as i see those i love it rob thank you so much thank uh, this you. Is fantastic. always always a pleasure to chat with you i think uh 
you know, your devotion to the human body and like to your craft is, is, is wonderful. And, uh, keep going, man, keep going, keep going after it. Keep going after those dreams. I appreciate that. Uh, feel special to be, uh, you know, part of this, this goalie, this lacrosse goalie rat community. It's definitely a very special following. So thank there you. you for that. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Coach Rob from Happy Sweaty Life. He's on Instagram at Rob underscore Happy Sweaty Life. Give that account a follow because he's coming up with tons of drills and exercises that you can do uh, just to be healthier, but also to be a better lacrosse goalie. Dude is totally passionate about the human body and about physical fitness. Uh, I love the guy. He's my brother-in-law. I hope you enjoyed that episode. We'll be back next week with another. Take care. I'm Coach Damon. Be well. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.